Oh, here's a feature you're sure to like. Sock it to me, sock it to me, sock it to me, sock it to me, sock it to me. Back to 36 questions. Uh, I think your voice just cracked. <laughs> okay. It's a professional podcast. Of course, my voice is going to crack. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm not surprised it cracked. I've been talking like for about 12 hours a day for the last two days. Really? Why? Yeah. I don't um, I've been running in and out of New York City in meetings like from literally getting up at 5 a.m., going in the city, meetings all day. And then yesterday I was on the relief bus talking with people on the street, out in the cold, all day long. Like 100 people I yeah. talked to. You do look a little tired. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's because um, I am tired. <laughs> we tried to record this podcast on Saturdays. Last Saturday we didn't because I was in bed ill. Yay, that was fun. Uh, but today, doing good. And uh, it's cold outside but sunny. And all the leaves have fallen from the trees now. Um, but we have a nice long winter ahead of us to do lots of podcasting. Right. And and what, and listen to this new intro music we have. <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> My voice is still cracking. You're cracking me up. Um, yeah. So, you know, we thought normally people with real podcasts, real people, uh, unlike us, have music at the beginning and they're professional, but we thought, ah, we don't care for our first one. But we thought, well, you know, because you create music, I thought, let's put one of your songs at the beginning. And we came across this, in the mothballs of our computer, this old techno music you created. Yeah. When, what did you create that for? I don't remember. Um, we used to have a youth club we ran called U-Turn. And oh, we would have all these teenagers come and we would... We would have the kids be the DJ, and so I, I wrote some music, or created it, I looped it, I made stuff up on the computer. That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. It was a teen club and cafe, we had a skate park, an outdoor concert venue, inside it was it was pretty cool, there were booths, and there was a DJ booth, and yeah. we had all kinds of cardboard stand-ups. It was a different different world ago, different yeah. lifetime. What were some of our cardboard stand-ups? We had Dick Tracy, we had... That sounds so boring to talk about is what cardboard standards we had. <laughs> Let's pass well, that and move on anyway. to the, the, the show's called 36 Questions. Oh, yeah, right. And last time we answered one question. Mm-hmm. And the reason, okay, these questions were created by psychologist Arthur Aaron, all right? Mm-hmm. And basically, he had some people who didn't even know each other. They'd go through these 36 questions. They'd stare at each other's eyes for four minutes without talking and they fell in love. I think it's just one couple. Maybe he did it with thousands of couples. Do you know if they fell in love? I don't know how it works. Like at the end, in the middle? I don't know. We really I, should read I think it happened later. It. As a result of his 36 questions, they, they did fall in love and yeah. and he went to the wedding. Right. I wish I knew if this is just, it's probably just one couple. All right. But this could be, we could be the next couple. We could be the next couple that falls in love as a result of 36 questions. And I don't know what you mean by that. That doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, we? if we weren't We're, in love. We've been married 26 I know, but years. what if we fell out of love? This is we could fall back in love and but use these questions. we haven't fallen out of love, at least in the past I'm eight just, years. I'm being facetious. Anyway, so it was last time we did question number one, okay. which was, given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? Right. You said Billy Graham. Right. I said William Booth. <laughs> William Booth. <laughs> 
It was either Bono or William Booth. You're such a historian. Yeah, my voice is still cracking. Number two is to this week's episode. Uh, would you like to be famous, Tracy? One. If so, in what way? All right? Um, now, last time we didn't even know what the question was going to be. Yeah. It was very spontaneous. I mean, literally, just so you know, we were reading a book together because we sit in this chair in our kitchen. It's like a chair for two where we sit and have coffee. We do devotionals, read a little of the Bible, read some of a book. We're reading this Jenny Allen book, Nothing to Prove, together. And she mentioned this. And then literally we're like, huh, we could do that for a podcast. And within no joke, I would say less than 10 minutes, we downloaded a podcast app and started right. recording a podcast without yeah. thinking at all. <laughs> so yes. this is the podcast that doesn't require much thought. But this time we decided to go ahead and look at the question ahead of time to consider it. We're trying to be professional for the listener's sake. It's for you. <laughs> it's for you. And I want to also say, last time we recorded it into the iPhones, you know, yeah. the phone. This time, we I bought a microphone on Amazon for $25. 25 There's no price I will not pay for the sake of our listening audience. That's quite of an investment for and, us. And you know how many people listened to our first podcast so far? Four? Th- three weeks ago? Six? 74 times wow. people listened to it. Or at it, least they started it. Right. It doesn't they, mean they finished yeah, it. Yeah, they probably listened for the first five seconds. They're like, no. No thanks. Nope. There's no intro music on this. Next. You're out. This is unprofessional. <laughs> Anyway, so okay. we uh, bought a microphone and we're putting in music. Wow. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Maybe next week we'll have 75 listeners or for the first five seconds. Yeah. I'm not sure. We'll see. All okay, right. So, so anyways, let's, let's go to question, question. question number two. Tracy, would you like to be famous in what way? I think I answered the question first last time. That's true. So therefore, I think it's your turn to answer First. So, one Galloway, would you like to be famous? And oh, if, man. So, is it for what? What's the question? Wow. Why? No, it says in what way? In what way? That's assuming the answer is yes. Oh. If the answer is no, you don't have to answer in what way. Well, you'll have to explain why. Then. Okay. So, yeah, so tell me your answer. Okay, man, I've, I've actually been thinking about this. My daughter River suggested we think about it ahead of time so we know what we're going to say. And I'm still have to go pretty spontaneous you know, it's here. It's funny you say that. <laughs> I thought about it, but I, I thought about it too, and I couldn't really come up with an answer either. Yes. So I think maybe we should spontaneous. Some well, uh, yeah. So I thought about it, but I still feel torn. Okay. Yeah. So the answer is, um, do I want to be famous? When I think of how many people in America really want to be famous so bad, it kind of makes me sick. Me too. Like, uh, you want to be a Kardashian? No, I don't want to be a Kardashian or whatever that means. Or they to be want a celebrity. their book published and they I want to be know. famous on Oprah show when Oprah was big. Blah blah blah. It's like Just, yeah. that sounds egotistical. Whatever. Yeah, kind of. So, um, but I have a, I probably have a, I, I probably have a little fame, okay? Because sometimes. When I go out to Starbucks, somebody in Starbucks somewhere will go, hey, aren't you Juan Galloway? And I'm like, yeah, like, oh, I saw you speak at my church. That's usually it. That's not much fame, but, you know. It's true. You know, you know what's funny is I feel like every time we go into New York City, which is not often, a few times a year, there's not one time we've gone in and there's, you know, millions of people around. Somebody walks up to you and says they know who you are. Yeah. That's an incredible exaggeration. It's happened every time. And I'm always like, really? I can't believe we're running into people we know in the city. It's probably happened to me twice in my lifetime. No. But but here's the thing. Okay. So that happens to me, yeah. all right? And it happens at a Starbucks near us. Right. I don't go to that Starbucks anymore. 
Because you don't want anyone to I don't want anyone to come up to me and start talking to me. (laughs) I really don't. They're so antisocial. And they're nice people, and I have to talk to them and be nice. I can't be rude. Yeah. But I'm like, I just want to read my book or drink my coffee or, I don't know, write a book or just do something I like to do. So if somebody sees you in public and knows who you are, you want them to not say hello? (laughs) You know, sadly. Yeah, I'd like to pretend they didn't see me because if they did see me and they didn't say hello, that'd be rude. Just pretend you didn't see me and then I can pretend I don't see you either. You are so <laughs> rude. That's really bad. No, that's are you being honest? Rude. Is that really true? I, sometimes. Sometimes I don't mind chit-chatting for 30 seconds. Okay. Because that would be normal to say hello, right. chit-chat for 30 seconds and move on. No, but sometimes these people want to talk to me for 10 minutes and I'm like, okay, uh, I, I, no, I can't be rude and... You know, anyway, so in that way, I would not like to be famous, but huh. here's, here's my other thoughts on it, okay? Okay. If I was to be famous, more, let's say more famous. Yeah, more, because you're more, not. You're, you're kind of like, like a local notoriety. Yes, very local. Yeah. Very extremely local. Yeah. So let's say, um, if I was to be more famous, would, would I want that? And I was thinking about it, and I was like, I can only think of one reason why I want to be famous, which is... I do something that helps other people. They feel inspired to also help other people. And that's why they know me. Like, they're not that much into me. They're just into that thing I'm doing. But I think that's really what it is just, anyway. Just the thing. Like, so if I were to become more famous for being known for what I do now, uh, it'd be okay. But I still don't want people to, strangers, to stop me on the street and try to talk to me that much. Because I just, I don't know. I'm an, I'm an introverted person. I don't like to talk to strangers. That's true. But I do it a lot, but for you my job. Talk. You know, I think there's two modes to know. you. There's your mode when you're out speaking at churches and you really enjoy meeting new people. You enjoy sharing with them. You enjoy hearing their stories and connecting with them when you go speak. Because that's what you're doing for a living. But I don't know. I enjoy speaking. And then once I speak, it'd be nice to go get in the car and go home. But I, 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 I'm very polite and I'm very gracious and... And I talk to people and I answer all their questions about how they can help homeless people or whatever. But I know you're holding your head because you're embarrassed that I'm, <laughs> so, I'm such a, quote, rude person. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed you'd but say it. I'm not rude. You'd say it. Like, I'm being honest. You shouldn't say. This is 36 questions. This is a show of honesty, <laughs> vulnerability. This is where you get to know the real oh. me. Warts and all. The part my wife doesn't want you to know about me. Yeah. I don't that, want people to know that. Now, I do have some friends and I like to be with my friends. Like, but... Do I want to talk to a hundred strangers after a church service? It's hard. I know. It takes a lot of energy. That's not the fun part. See, but you know what's funny? I like you people, but I don't know. I feel the opposite. Like, if I'm with you at one of those things and meeting people, that's my favorite part is connecting with and talking to people I don't know. Now, the shy shy listener, they relate to me and they're like, oh my God, I totally understand. I would hate to talk to a hundred people in an hour's time. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It drains the life out of you. But you're like, well... I want to be a good person, and I bet Jesus would talk to 100 people yeah. and not be shy. It's like, well, it's true. I mean, everything you do with your job I is really the opposite of your personality, but you do it out of obe- obedience to God, I think. And even though it's not your natural inclination to be around people, well, but I it's do, really what you have to do for I your want job, to be, and you seem to do it really well. Well, I want to have a positive influence on the world. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I want them... I, and and I do meet with people and I do talk to people and I do try to encourage people and minister to them. It's not that I hate people. It's not I'm not that antisocial. Okay. So, okay. but I'm just talking about you know that's intentional. 
it, you know, it's like for a reason and I'm planning it and it, anyway, you look like you're not. I almost want to like just delete this podcast and start again because your answer to me is so rough. Like it's so harsh that I feel like it's too harsh for anyone to ever hear it. Really? Yeah. I think the people who, who are like me, would totally understand. Okay. It's like. But you're a people person. I'm afraid that you'd hurt people's feelings by saying those things. You're an extrovert. You can make a best friend in five seconds at the grocery store and then they start crying because they're pouring their heart out to you. I don't know what it is with that. There's this weird thing I have where it's like we can go zero to a hundred immediately with strangers. And I don't know why, but people feel like they can open up to me. And I guess it's because I care because I really truly care. And they see that caringness. And I think living in New Jersey where people usually don't care. No, now I'm offending New Jersey people. We're sorry. <laughs> sorry. But uh, I'm from the South, and being caring is kind of part of the culture. We're here. It's kind of like you pride yourself in being very independent and strong and self-reliant. And so when people see that I care, they tend to break down and cry. And so I, I used to have this thing where I would have ladies over to my house from the school, from the kids' elementary school, just for coffee or tea. And the joke, running joke was, the kids would come home and say, oh, you had someone over? Did they cry? Because... Every single time somebody come over, they would end up crying with me. Not crying because they were, right. I don't know, not crying because they were, I did something to hurt their feelings. It was just that they became vulnerable and I was able to kind of encourage them or minister to them or love on them. But they always cry. Well, it's, it's a gift. And um, here's the thing though. Here's why I think I'm okay. All right. Okay. And why I can talk about this is we were once in marriage counseling Disclosure, we've had marriage counseling. Which is a great thing. And um, we were talking about this very thing. We're talking about relationship stuff now, really. Um, you thought maybe I was rude. And I was like, I just so can't. True. And, and the counselor said, Juan, it's, it's okay, Tracy. She said, she said yeah. you know, for him to, you know. Shout out to Jackie, get, our marriage counselor. Jackie Moran. And uh, for, it's, it's, it's normal for him to be the kind of person that get up on stage and, and he feels comfortable. But then when it's one-on-one to be not, not comfortable at all. She said, that's okay. That, that's who he is. That's who God made him to be. It's his temperament, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And recently... I meet with pastors of big churches a lot. It's part of my job. Yeah. So recently, I did meet with a pastor of a big church, and I'm not going to say which church. It's a great church, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a lot. Uh, and he is known for being a really great speaker. Mm-hmm. But he's also known for a one-on-one, like being a totally different person. Mm-hmm. Like he's so shy and reserved, and he just, mm-hmm. it's almost like he turns into a different person. And he's a very successful guy. Yeah. It's just who he is. Yeah. It's a little weird for people like you who are like, who is this person? You know? Yeah. What, what is this? But anyway, I found somebody else like me and it made me feel a little bit better about myself. Okay. <laughs> so the answer to your question was basically um, that, so you do or don't want to be famous? You don't because you don't want to have people know you and don't want to run into people that you don't know all the time everywhere you go. Which I'm sure is really a hassle for famous, famous people. That's what I mean. Like real famous people. That's what I mean. Is like that level. If I couldn't go anywhere without people, somebody wanting to take a photo selfies. with me and get my autograph, yeah. no, please, no. Yeah, that kind of sounds but on the other hand, but you want to impact people. Yes. You just don't want them to talk to you about it. Yes. <laughs> Read my book. Listen to my podcast. Whatever. See me preach at a church. Enjoy. Yeah. But I'm a personal, private person, and I just yeah. need a few good friends. Yeah. And my wife, mostly, and my kids. That's like, that's it's good. True. That's good. That makes me so happy, honestly. It's true. It's true. And I it hope it's not wrong. Place. It's just, 
It's just who you are. If it's wrong, I don't want to be right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do want to be right. I'm just saying that's who I am. So, Tracy. Okay. Would, enough about me, because mm-hmm. how much can you take of me? Mm-hmm. Tracy, would you like to be famous? And if so, in what way? Okay. Um, I had a hard time with this question, too, and I think my answer is probably similar to yours. In fact, I think most of our answers would probably be similar, and the reason why is I've known you since I was 13 or 16, and we've been together for so long, because I'm 45 now. How old are you? Yeah. 48? 48. I'm 48. 48. Thanks so, for remembering, by the way. <laughs> but um, I think... Um, part of me... It's funny you say that because I am a people person. I love to be around people and I love to meet new people. And I think that's great. But there's this other part of me. And I think it's because I grew up as sort of an only child. I mean, I have a sister, but she lived with my dad. My parents were divorced. I grew up alone. A lot of the time my mom worked. She was out. I was alone a lot growing up. And so when I'm alone, I feel really happy, even though I love being with people too. Right. Um, so part of me just wants to like wear like a cool apron and bake cookies and wear like, have you seen those rain boots that like have butterflies or ladybugs on them? I, I see those a lot in New York. Yeah. yeah. Like wear something like that, with like an apron and like a country dress and then be out in the yard with like a bandana in my hair. Cause you know, the style of what I'm wearing is so important, of course. Yeah, and- I noticed that <laughs> in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> and be out in the backyard, like, gardening, you know, and growing vegetables and, like, have a dog. Like, I have this idea of, like, kind of just, like, being alone in my... And then maybe somebody hears about me, like, oh, have you met that Tracy? She lives up on the mountain and she gardens. The hermit? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in fact, ideally, I'd love to live, like, in Montana, like, at the end of a five-mile road. You know, with some, like, ranch kind of house. So you want to be famous, but totally isolated. I didn't even say I wanted to be famous yet. I didn't right. even say that. Okay. I just said I want to be isolated. Because okay. part of me likes to just be alone and read and look at nature and look at the trees. And, like, that's my ideal life is okay. just this kind of solitude. I mean, of course, having you and the family. Some I love having good friends, too, and all of that. But, um... The idea of being famous seems like the opposite of that. Because what I connect with famousness, uh, or fame, famousness, that's even a word, with fame, is that you have to travel, you have to get on a plane, which I'm afraid of flying and hate to fly, even though I do it, because I do things I'm afraid of all the time. But I would hate to have to be on a plane, travel, speak, promote my book. Um, Even though I love speaking to groups of people, I feel perfectly comfortable with small crowds, large crowds. Uh, in fact, when I'm speaking like you, I feel like I'm completely in my element. Like that's the one thing I do. I barely have to prepare for it. I enjoy it. I feel like I'm pretty good at it. I'm not great. I'm not as good as you, but I'm okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. Um, and so does that mean fame if you're speaking in front of groups of people? I, I would say no. So I think I would enjoy continuing to speak for people and encourage people and, and, and uh, be a part of people's life transformation and becoming more of who God called them to be. Mm. Um, if that's, you know, but is that fame? I don't know. If you become known for something, I guess I don't mind being known for something. Like people could know, oh, you have a problem, you could go talk to her and she'd, you know, encourage you or give you advice. Yeah, she's like, famous for giving good advice. <laughs> yeah, like, like being known for something. I think I'm okay with that. 
But the whole fame thing where people um, treat you different, you know, I don't know if I would like that. But, you know, I have to say, when people are famous, I feel like sometimes they're treated well. Because I know when we're in a position where people know who we are, they treat us really nice and really well. And that's kind of nice. Like, they give you good food. <laughs> they say nice things about you. Like, that's kind of fun. You know, it's like stroking your ego. But Free when, lunch. Pe- when people don't know you um, at all, sometimes they completely ignore you or even treat you bad. And that's kind of a bummer. So I guess the perks of fame are being treated well. Um, but... I don't know. I just would never want to have to travel a lot. I like to be home. I wouldn't want to have to... I don't know. You know? I don't know. Is that, does that answer your Yeah, it, do, it does. You know what I think about with fame, too, is like... I feel like sometimes it, um, when I speak to people, they, um, they put me on a pedestal. Like, they're like... Because they were impacted in some way. Mm. Or... Or not just for speaking, but because of what I do for a living. Like, oh, you help the homeless. Oh, you're amazing. Like, I'm Mother Teresa. And I'm like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm more... Than you are. Than I am. Because you're just a guy. I, 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 I'm like, <laughs> if you only knew how messed up I am, you're you wouldn't think up. I'm amazing. You're not messed up. Well, I get grumpy. I feel like a jerk sometimes. You know, I'm a normal person. I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not that great, you know. So... It, that's kind of an awkward feeling when people are kind of like, you know, they always and, see the best side of you and then they treat you yeah. like you're a better person than you really are. That's a, that's a weird feeling. I think it's really negative not comfortable also. With that. I, t- I find that people, that fame really destroys people. In oh, fact, for sure. I've almost, you know, I know this sounds weird, but I think you know that I've, we've done, I almost pray that we don't get, get famous or get well known because I, I think we both feel like we wouldn't want that because... Yeah. People, people who have money and fame, some of them handle it well. You know, they keep their marriages but together. Many do not. But it seems like most. I don't know. It seems like a lot. Just start to get in this alternate reality of who they are and how they relate to other people, and they become weird. Um, they become well, so self-absorbent. How can it not make you weird when everybody treats you like you're the? The cat's meow. You're so amazing. You know, and yeah. you're like, everything you say, they think is right, which it can't all be right. That's true. Like if you're, yeah, people take what you say. So like then you believe what you say about your... Everything you say is right. In fact, I've seen this with like Christian leaders that they believe everything they say is really like what God would say. Have you, oh, you know what I'm talking creepy. about? It's like a God complex. That's like, creepy. you know, I because I spend so much time with God or because I spend so much time in prayer or because I preach that when I speak, I'm really speaking the heart of God. And, you know, I pray, of course, as a Christian that that's true about right. me. I want to speak the heart of God and speak, you know, God's truths to people. Right. But when you get to the point where you think your words are like power or God incarnate a lot, I think that's where you get to a weird place where, you, you know, of course, that. There's well, a lot of room for corruption there. E- ego. And uh, controlling e- people. Uh, you ever heard that, that uh, what do they call it, when the, the letters of a word spell out something? Um, yeah, what is anyway, that called? I don't know. Let's I, just... I know what it is, but I can't Other people know. Right yeah. The word ego stands yeah. for edging God out. Oh. Um, it's a good one. And I think whether you're a Christian or not, mm-hmm. the bigger your ego grows, yeah. the more... You, 
like the world revolves around you. You're you're like you start living a fantasy world where mm-hmm. you think you know everything more than you know, and you know better better than everyone else. And yeah, yeah. Like so, what? I guess one of the things, one of the worst examples I've seen of that was when we were going to church together in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, we're in a mega church. Don't Eight, don't say the name. I won't. Eight thousand people in the church. Right. It's huge. The guy we both worked there. Yes, at different times. Yeah. He's right. Right. On the prayer line, people calling into the TV show. From all around prayer. the world, they'd right. call in because it was so famous. So I remember thinking, oh, it was on around a freeway. I remember driving past the giant building on the freeway. With the name of the person on the front, wasn't it? Um, he or had no? billboards with his oh, face. Yeah. yeah, I guess okay. you're right. Yeah. But I remember praying like, God, help this guy not to fall. Because he's at the top of the pyramid. Mm. And if he believes all of these thousands of people around the world who watch him on TV, yeah. and then in our church, the 8,000 people, that he's just the best thing ever. Didn't he come to church in a limo and have a bodyguard? He did. Yeah. I and always thought that was like too much. Like it was just, it kind of like made me uncomfortable. It gets a it little was too much. weird. Yeah. That's, that was weird. But I mean, and, I understand there were threats on his life, and so I therefore, guess. I guess you need a bodyguard. I don't know. But I mean, still, it just. I don't uh, know what that was about. But it, so anyway, he fell. Okay. Yeah. He ended up getting a divorce. Yeah. Then he tried to just carry on as yeah. if nothing ever happened. Right. Of course, people were not down with that. Like, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> this is like way longer. It's like 1986. Yeah, back in the Long 80s. time ago. But then anyway, he ended up, then he, he just went off the rails. His teaching, teaching false weirdo stuff. Mm. Then he married somebody else and he just got, he got more and more weird. Now his kids have nothing to do with them. It's like his, he's, he's still preaching. Mm. I'm like, if that's what fame means, no, I'm out. thank you. Count me out. Let me just live a quiet life. Do yeah. you remember that verse in the Bible? It says to live a quiet life. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, hmm. Yeah. That's good. Let me... That's what I want. And I think... Well, here's the thing. Billy Graham, probably the most famous evangelist on earth in all of history. Right. Other than Jesus and, mm-hmm. you know, John or the apostles. When he got home... He had a cabin in North Carolina had, right. in the mountains. He lived a quiet life. He did. He had a normal, humble life where yeah. he could be a normal guy. With his kids and his wife. Where and... everybody wasn't fawning over him and telling right. him he's great. He just was a guy... Who probably went out and raked the leaves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he drove a normal car. He wasn't in a in a Rolls Royce. Right. Flying in a $65 million jet. He was yeah. a normal guy. Yeah. And his even his board, he kept, I know this because I've studied some stuff about him. He kept his salary, like they they kept it at a normal, a good salary, That's but so not wise. you're a billionaire because you're right. Billy Ramp. He right. never did that. The money he made, mm-hmm. he used to help other people in the world. Mm. So he used his fame for good, and he mm-hmm. kept himself humble and normal. That's the key, yeah. I think, is being humble. Yeah. And I think that's what I love about you, is that that's like your number one quality. It's always been your number one quality. And I think, oh. you know, your, your biggest strength is almost also your biggest weakness, but you've always been extremely humble. And I think when you're younger, that was because of insecurity yes. and fear and anxiety of yes. everything you had to, God, God was calling you to do. But... I think that your humbleness is your biggest strength, and that's what I really love about you. And um, I think I'm kind of the opposite, unfortunately. I don't feel like I'm humble enough. I'm pretty confident. 
But I've always thought that's a good thing because I think I find so many women, especially Christian women, who are like so like cowed down, insecure, fearful, mm. worried, mm. Um, worried about this, afraid about this, um, scared, um, not feeling yeah. like they have authority to speak up or to do anything. Or something to offer that's valuable. Yeah. Like, because I find that with sometimes I'm like trying to raise women up into leadership. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I don't know. What oh, do I know? I'm like, but I see something in them. And right. I'm like, hey, step up. God, let God use you. Yeah. You know? And I don't see. I'm like, why are you doing that? And so I have this confidence in me that I've really had since I was young. Because like ever since I started the the HOTS club back in when I was in uh, sixth grade and I was the leader of the club, you know, and I like I've always done things where I was the leader since I was little. So I've always had this like innate confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a way, that's my strength because I'm able to do things as a woman that other women might not do right. or comfortably do. Um but I think it can be my weakness, too, is I can kind of feel like I'm always right. You know, like I can have that ego thing. Mm. And that's and you don't really have that. Well, I have plenty of ego, believe me. Everybody does. I mean, it's pride. I, there's nobody that doesn't deal with selfishness and pride. Yeah. I mean, that's just the flesh. You didn't correct me, though. You, you didn't say, oh, no, you're not. You don't have no ego. Comments. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You're not overly confident. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, oh, no, Tracy, you're fine. Okay. Well, it has been true over our 26 years of marriage that sometimes you've come off like a know-it-all. Yeah. Um, but That's because I know it But all. I honestly have to say, the reason I married you yeah. is because of your confidence in God and that you were going to follow God no matter what it took and nobody was going to put you down or hold you back. And I'm like, that's what I want to be like. Mm. That's what I was attracted to in you. And you're really hot, too, and cute. So, anyway, so, but because I wanted to be like that, and I wanted a a partner in life, right? Who's going to be like that? Like, yeah. So, that was my base goal, too. I still like that about you. With finding a husband, was finding someone, the most important thing was that was called a full time ministry because I knew I was. So, there's no way in hell. I'm going to say that word, that evil, that I would marry someone who wasn't called a full-time ministry as well. And uh, so I think it's been good. It's been a fun journey. So even though we're not famous and we don't want to be famous. That's why we're doing a podcast. We don't want to be famous. (laughs) Don't listen, please. Don't tell your friends. But we do want to influence people for good. And I think going through these questions is a great way to for you to connect with your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or friend to get on a deeper level. So if you want to use these questions um, to connect with people and to go deeper and to get to know them better, hopefully this will be something that will be a help to you. And that's what we want to do. We want to help you. I like how, again, you're bringing it around to the moral of the story. The lesson is from Pastor Tracy is, uh, yeah, how about you? What do you think? Maybe you should do this. Yeah. Um, so that that's cool. Um, so this has uh, been fun, and we probably should wrap it up. Yep. In uh, 30 minutes. Yeah, End it. It's like twice as long as last time, I think. Yeah, I think 30 is the max. Nobody's yes. listening by now. They're so, all turned it off. I do want to just say a few things. Okay. We are on a lot of platforms now. iTunes, Spotify, mm-hmm. a bunch of other things I never heard of, but we're on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, people can listen. And it would be cool if they'd review us, like on iTunes or mm-hmm. those other formats and they could share it you're right if it's right. a positive review yes <laughs> right if, no. if you have a negative review could you just not just not <laughs> just give us a 
little grace and mercy. It's going like, to hurt my feelings. They don't know what they're doing. I'm going to feel bad so about myself. Let it be. No one's going to listen anyway. My ego will be crushed. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no. But uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this. Uh, it's fun for us because we just like to hang out and talk. Yeah, and that's really the only reason we're doing it is yeah. to do something together. It's nice to do something couple. together that's not just work or, I don't know, just not. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice talking I like to you. To be together. I like these questions. Yeah. It's interesting to see your answer. I, I feel like I kind of know them, though that William Booth answer really threw me for a loop. Well, yeah. uh, you know, I surprised so we'll myself. See. So the next question, next podcast will be question number three. Tune in again, and you can uh, find out our answers. You know what? I'm going to give them a teaser. If you want to listen to the next one, oh, what is the it? question number three will be, before making a phone call, telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? That's very specific. <laughs> That's kind of easy one. Uh, no, no, no. We're not going to talk about it. All right. You have to listen in next time. I think I'm going to have a very surprising answer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have no idea what I'm going to say. All right. All right. Have a great day. See you next time on 36 Questions. With one and Tracy Galloway. Not famous. Mm. You know something? You're a weird kid. Me? I'm not the one with the purple hair. Weird kid.